0: Welcome to the Sound Lens Podcast. I'm Louise Fagan. And I'm Gillian Wise. And our guest today is Donna Crichton. Donna Crichton is a storyteller musician whose lifelong career in music has included record deals, music awards, cross-country tours, and New York Off-Broadway shows. Her most recent audiences, though, have been in the classroom, and this is where we begin our conversation. Welcome, Donna.
1: Thanks for being here.
2: Oh, thanks for inviting me. I've been looking forward to this since you first, you know, suggested that I might do this. And I was thinking, oh, this is so exciting because, you know, I love you guys and (laughs) who better to, you know, to have this conversation with than someone who actually knows and cares about me.
1: That's really nice. You were um, talking a little bit earlier about the courses that you're teaching right now. Can you tell us a bit about the students you were teaching this summer and who you're teaching now?
2: Um, sure, I spent the majority of the pandemic at uh, Medway high school here in London teaching in the developmental education program where I had um, technically six students but only four came in person. Three mm-hmm. were nonverbal with autism and uh, and another guy who, Really loved to play guitar, and um, we did shadow puppets, and you know, we did really fun things. And I really, uh, my eyes were opened completely. It blew my mind when I started teaching in developmental ed because I'd spent an entire life and adult career, teenage career, performing for people, mm-hmm. um, teaching too you know, teaching concurrently, you know, trying to make a living so that I could spend it all making a living. (laughs) 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 The paradox of, of working in the arts, right? Yeah. So, um, it, when I got in there, it kind of blew my mind that I hadn't found it earlier because it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life to work with these kids. So um, so yeah. at the end of the pandemic, that contract came to an end. And so now I'm in a classroom with 27 grade
1: nines teaching drama, wondering why I
2: ever decided to do
1: that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because there's obviously a clear link between your music career and then this teaching that you've done over the pandemic with these students. And, you know, you made this transition from a full-time musician to educator. Like, what was the, was there a specific event or experience that you had that drove this?
2: Yeah, Um,
1: that was a shocking
2: discovery and decision for me. It shocked me that I made it but it was really clear to me when talking to me that (laughs) it was something that I needed to stop doing for my physical health, my Mm -hmm. mental health, my emotional health, my financial health. There was no balance for me anywhere. And, and while I loved doing what I was doing, uh, I couldn't continue to do the job that I was doing and survive. I just couldn't keep being the business person and trying to find the money Mm -hmm. and trying to book the gigs and trying to do all of that stuff that has to be done in order to make the money. Right. But then I also have to go and do the show too. Mm-hmm. And then I'm loading in all my stuff and I'm setting up my microphone. <laughs> and I, I did that for a long, long time. Packed in a van, off you go. You're schlepping your own stuff for most of it. I mean, the most of it is, uh, you know, it, it's not a glamorous lifestyle. <laughs> for the majority of musicians out there, there's not a glamorous lifestyle to be a, a musician on the road. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and while much of it is was exciting after geez how many years it was steady steady go 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 for a long time. I don't I, I don't I don't do numbers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we promised there'd be no okay. math so you're That's okay. It. <laughs> it's a yes. hard life to live and um you did it for a long time. And
2: also in addition to that, I have grandbabies I wanted to be a grandma <laughs> and babysit and go to the park and teach them to skate you know just really those easy day things that you do with a baby mm-hmm. where there's no pressure how long are you going to stay at the park well I'm terribly tired and you know but there was there's no real <laughs> deadline you know the deadlines yeah. The deadlines get got to me too. Having to meet my own self imposed mm-hmm. deadlines.
0: Being a musician, you know, especially a touring one and one who was as active as you were, requires a lot of discipline to keep that up over years and years. It sounds when you were saying it, but you sounded just very ready. It sounded like it was I mean, I don't know if it was a hard decision, but it sounds like once you decided to do it, you were making the transition it
2: was yeah i was already in it yeah by the time i decided to do it i had already been doing it when i finally decided i was done i think it took me three years to get there people would ask me so what are you going to do next because i kind of went into this buddhist silence in my house i i turned everything off like everything because i got rid of the internet i haven't listened to music in my house I just, I read books and I spend time out in the bush, in nature, walking around my property. I have a property Mm
1: -hmm. that
2: is 23 acres of nothing but trees and creeks and frogs and a lot of mosquitoes. (laughs) (laughs) But I've, I sort of, uh, philosophically speaking, after going through the process of creating and performing that whole Northern Daughter show, which really was a look at who who was I, who am I, who am I really, mm-hmm. right? who am I? What do I want? What did I want?
1: What do I want? Did you Did <laughs> you, know? you find that? Yeah. Did you find that your identity was constructed around being a musician?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. The whole process was a real deep dive with louise <laughs> holding holding my head above water at sometimes felt that way mm-hmm. you know as we were going through that dramaturgy process of paring it down and paring it down and leaving pieces on the floor and having you walk me through all of this emotional stuff and then the directing and the you know all that whole process really in the end when it came down to the end And I came home from New York, and everyone's, what do you want to do next? It's like, nothing. (laughs) Hibernate? Nothing. I want to go to bed. Yeah. I'm tired.
0: Northern Daughter, which was a one-woman show musical that not only went to New York, but you toured it across Canada. We worked on that for seven years. So you lived with it in that kind of deep introspection and critical looking at yourself for a long time and that is an exhausting process to go through so it's not surprising to me that you're walking through 23 acres of nature right now just to (laughs) still after after five years to replenish
2: really sort of floated i floated um as a metaphor for me not making any choices of any kind around it i just let it let it be its thing, it still exists, right? It, it's still, it's still, a, we still did it, right? It's done. Um, yeah. Until I started teaching with my developmental kids. Wow. And I walked in the class and for the first time in since whatever year we did United Solo from then until, January of 2021, I had not uttered one note to sing or listen to. It was like I, it was silent in my house to shut down all of the noise and just be quiet. It's like, just be quiet. (laughs) So the four women who became like little sisters to me what they would do was they would song bomb me with songs (laughs) from an era. They knew that I knew and wait for me to hit with the chorus. (laughs) (laughs) And little by little, by the time I was finished my contract, we would just sing across the room and we sang with the kids all the time. And I taught, you know, one to play guitar and one to do, play the piano and one little girl um, loved to sing. And it was like, this
1: is the coolest thing I have ever done in my life. It's really interesting because it sounds like, you know, this transition to teaching full time, it didn't take music away from you, but it brought it back into your life.
2: It did in a way that I did not expect. I've also learned that in the last few years is that I, Mm -hmm. I can teach what I know. (laughs) I, I've come to that position in my own knowledge about who I am and, and, uh, that I know I am, I am a good teacher.
0: When we think about your music career and think we're talking about Northern Daughter, how it's about identity and finding your voice and to find some kind of authenticity and voice for yourself. And you've been able to give that to these young people, these young minds and that it's just extraordinary, Donna.
2: The most extraordinary thing about it is what I got out of it. I I haven't been that excited in years.
1: What a cool feeling.
2: It was.
0: When you took the contract, what was your expectation of what that was going to be? Because you must have known it was going to be a challenge. It was going to be a new challenge for you.
2: Actually, I had no expectations because I, I didn't know what to expect. I couldn't make any expectations because I hadn't spent any time working with this group of students. Really, all I knew was that I was going into a situation um, that was a team environment. And when I got there, I was looking for things to program for the kids. And so I got in there and I thought, okay, well, how can I entertain them and educate them at the same time? Mm -hmm. How am I going to turn all of this into games and music and drama and stories and all of the stuff that you do with little kids that we forget that big kids still like to do too? So I just opened up all of the things that I know how to do and
1: all of the things that I enjoy and said, let's play. Just in terms of how you're living your life right now, do you see that as a long term, short term, you're not sure yet?
2: I see myself teaching at least for another five years. I would really like to go back to my developmental education students. That is where I am happy. And I had no idea. It it just blew my mind. It's exciting. I'm learning things. I've got parents that have been working with these kids every day. And, you know, and the commitment that it takes to have a child with disabilities. It's a, it is an extraordinary challenge, I would say, but they are so loved.
0: Besides the musicality and, and that innate talent that you had, but your personality, your driven perseverance, tenacity, all those things have come into play in this new part of your life.
2: Oh, for sure. I have to use all of it. And diplomacy. Not that anyone has ever accused me of that, (laughs) (laughs) but boy, oh boy, I put my skills to test because you know, my department head would say less is more Donna, less is more, less is more, (laughs) but if I could go back there, I would stay as long as I could. I would stay till I really didn't want to work at all anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I left, I said to the EAs they were all super creative and they were all singers. You know, it just turned into a family of women. And when I left, I I said to them, you guys have healed me more than you will ever know. You have no idea. And it's where it all happened.
1: It was so nice seeing and talking to Donna. I haven't seen her in a really long time and it was fun to have her on. Mm
0: -hmm. It was. Yeah. She was wonderful. You know, um, she said it best at the beginning she said you know hey I love you guys like you know it's going to be really great and I just felt that the whole time that we were just the three yeah. of us just sitting having a cup of tea having a conversation or a bit of scotch whatever our preference depending upon the time of the day
1: it reminded me of when I was younger and you guys would be chatting and I would just be sitting there listening except for obviously I was contributing mm-hmm. to the conversation but mm-hmm. it felt familiar in that sense
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I felt that we just automatically all went into our like hanging out together vibe, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that just comes from like knowing people for a long time. Yeah. And, and trusting them. And I'm just so grateful that she was willing to step up and, and step into the space with us Mm -hmm. and just share.
1: Yeah, me too. Because I was just,
0: you know, which I loved that we got to talk about that step from, being a musician to full-time teaching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting too, because I kind of assumed that maybe this would have been a really hard transition in like a negative way, Mm. almost like giving up this career in music and moving to teaching. And it sounds like the opposite, Mm -hmm. how she described it. Music was not cutting it for her as a career in terms of what she wanted to get out of it. And she seems so great and happy in this role, yeah. like working with the students this summer and over the yes. past couple of years. And I just totally came into it or as she started talking, I just assumed, I just didn't think that that would be the outcome. I agree. You know,
0: I remember at the time after Northern daughter ended. So after the New York and she was burnt out, we were all exhausted. Right. Mm-hmm. After that project ended, it had been a long slog and you know so much happens outside of just getting something on on the stage but that was after she'd already had an entire career of schlepping across the country schlepping across the U.S. she was always on tour she was always recording she was always composing Mm -hmm. I mean she's a prolific composer her music is is fabulous and and her songwriting skills and her way with words Yeah,
1: I went and on YouTube and found like you know just recordings of her performing at festivals and stuff because I really wanted to listen to her music and Mm. it was really nice to hear and it just brought back memories too of the songs that you know the recordings are from a long time ago and so that I listened to when I was younger. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. That,
0: that music deserves longevity. That's for sure. I hope, I hope more people go and discover it. What a great idea. Go on and, you know, go back and, and hear the, that music.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do after this? Um, after this, I'm going to go for a walk.
0: Um, it's still really cool outside, which is nice the heat here, I'm in South Carolina. The, um, heat here has been relentless, and the humidity has been relentless for months and the last week or so it's let up and it's just oh Mm. and it is so beautiful out um parts of my neighborhood i love to walk in my neighborhood because there's inclines and then you know i like to just start by going right uphill get that heart (laughs) rate going get that heart rate going and then i come downhill and Put on a good podcast or two. I nice. love to listen to my podcasts while I'm walking mm-hmm. or audiobooks, which are
1: kind of. I for always me. forget. I need to get into audiobooks. Thanks for the reminder. I'm reading um, one of uh, Jen Sincero's
0: books, and she does these like "Be a Badass at." And I was listening to another podcast and heard her on it, and her voice is fabulous. And she narrates her own books, okay, so cool. um, yeah, and they're just you know she's got she's um how to describe it she's like she swears and you know she's just like very real and very down to earth and it's she's very funny so I would say that it's not necessarily that she gives new information but she makes it extremely accessible Mm, mm -hmm. and very relatable so I just find it fun because it's all full of stories right have stories so she'll be saying something about you know hey um you know don't forget your worth and then she just talks about how she didn't.
1: So this is <laughs> this is in her audiobook that she that she talks about that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, okay. in the audiobook. Now, in the in her I've listened to her interviews and she's very very much the same but mm. um yeah, she's got a few audiobooks and they're all around the being a badass, her hang-ups and her issues and challenges. You know, I just are, are just makes it sound very relatable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some of I find that um motivational books can be Not shaming, but kind of like the aspirational part of it is based on making you feel bad.
1: Do you know? Like, yeah, yeah. So, and you're saying this isn't that, okay? No, not at all. Nice. Yeah, you're making me want to read. I'm going to read something after this. Oh, good, because I have to ask what what are your what are your plans? Yeah, I'm going to read. I love you, but I've chosen darkness and Ooh. by Claire V. Watkins I had go. never heard of it before but someone I know um, on Instagram shared it and just said how good it was and I was looking for something new and I haven't read a book on my phone in a long time and I was just like I'm just gonna see if it's available at the library for me to take out
0: an right. ebook. Right.
1: and it was and I haven't started Yay. it yet so
0: nice so what is it is it, what is it about
1: I honestly don't know. Um, I honestly forget the reviews that she gave or what she said it was about. I don't remember what intrigued me about it. So I'll mm-hmm. have to get back to you um, the next time we chat about. Okay. so like, Because like... I forget.
0: Okay. So it's not like a biography or it's a uh, fiction or no, nonfiction so. or we don't know it. You know, I'm okay. pretty sure it's, it's like it's a fiction. murder mystery.
1: <laughs> okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's fiction mm-hmm. and it's about this woman and her... I think it's about, okay, I'm not, I'm not yeah. even going to, well, let's no. cut this out. <laughs> you, yeah. You can. <laughs> no, it's it's not. about this woman.
0: I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at it's about this woman. <laughs> That's pretty much what
1: it was for me.
0: <laughs> Plus, it's a really good title. Can we talk about how good titles I- can draw you in?
1: The cover, too, is pretty colorful. So it's like this, you know, contrast of comedy <laughs> and tragedy. Right. Well,
0: okay, that's interesting. I, I love comedy and tragedy. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that I love comedy <laughs> and tragedy. Um, but can we just, can we just like circle back here for a moment? How important a good title is? Because what did I say about Jensen Chero's? I said, she has this whole series about being a badass. Yeah. What a great title, right? So, yep, you know, <laughs> I think that's, I, I just, you know, when we get to writing our books, it all comes down to
1: the title. I, I will not be writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, read, I'll read yours. No problem. Okay. As long as I'm um, in it. No, I'm kidding.
0: Well, obs. <laughs>
1: To find information about Donna Crichton's past music career and um, some of her music, you can visit DonnaCrichton.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at SoundLensPodcast. And for more information and episodes, visit SoundLensPodcast.com.